0: Anyway, we're in our, our second um, part in, in our series called Abandoned, and we just really been kind of talking about well, what worship's all about. Um, is, is worship just singing? Is worship a lifestyle? Is it the few minutes that we have in this room? Is it, is it you know, sing-along time, or is it more than that? Um, so we just, we just took this whole month, and uh, we're just really setting time aside to kind of talk about that. Now, if you guys just want to pray with me real quick, and then we'll get started. God, we thank you tonight, and we honor you tonight, Lord. And God, we thank you, Lord, that we can be able to come here and be able to just just get to know you, just to be able to um, push religion and push rules aside and be able to just to focus on um, what really matters, God, and that is following you, Lord, and seeing that you are good and seeing that you love us. So, God, I pray tonight that um, as we just dive in this topic, that you would, like we were just singing before, unveil our eyes, God, to see um, the power that this has in our life and that we would clearly understand it tonight. And we thank you. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Sweet. So last week, Ryan, he left us off with this awesome phrase. I was going to put on the screen, but I forgot to edit it. Um, but, it the, but Ryan left us with this. He said, worship God in times of trouble to find strength. Let me just say, kind of say that again. Ryan left us with worship God in times of trouble to find strength. And I think that's really cool because I think we all know what it feels like to not have a lot of strength, right? We've all come to times where we've come to the end of ourselves or where we didn't know what to do and and things were a mess and and we were like, I just can't do this, right? We've come to a point where we realize that we are actually weak, you know, that we always don't have all the answers sometimes. And we come to a point in life where we're like, man, I need more strength and and it's not going to come from me. So what Ryan was talking about is that when we worship, when we come in this room, that, that God gives us that strength. That's where we find that strength. So as we kind of continue, and I kind of go off that tonight, I kind of want to talk about, um, just, just again, continue with that theme. Um, and I want to ask this question, or two questions that I say. Is, is worship, is what we do in here worship, is it just a sing-along time? Or is it a powerful weapon? Is, is it just the, oh yeah, we're just going to sing a few songs and kind of stand here and all right, that's cool. Or, or is, it, is, there something, is it something deeper than that? Is there something more involved? Is it a lifestyle? Is it something that goes beyond the walls of this room, beyond the walls of church, beyond the walls of music? I was thinking about something. I was thinking about the military. Um military, they have a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of guns. And, and, and when they're, when they're on the battlefield, okay, they, they're engaged in combat. What happens is this, is that there's, there's the terrorists on one side, let's just say, cause I'm, you know, let's build this in our heads and, and they're shooting and they're throwing their terrorist items at us. And then you got the, you know, I don't know what that, a small child, we catch it. No, put this up for adoption quick. Um, you know, uh, that's terrible, but anyway, it's okay. The child was fine. You don't have to worry. You can sleep well tonight. But think about it. So you have, you have all these guys. And what, is, what does the military have? They have guns. They have grenades. They have hand, you know, all this tactical gear. And they are ready to fight. Uh, I want you to picture this. Check it out already. I got a little something for, here for you guys. It's like they got their gun out. Okay, this is fake. But you know, it's like, you know, and that, that's what's going on right now. So we got this. Okay, wow. You guys are like, he just pulled out a gun in church. This is crazy. Guns over there is excited because that's her name. Okay, so I want you to picture, there's this battle going on. There's just these people, and they're just freaking out, and they're going, like, Okay? Now, that is what you would see out in the military. Now, uh, do we view worship, okay, as something powerful, like, like a weapon, like, like worship? When we come into worship, like, hey, man, I, I, I'm ready to—who uh, comes into says, I'm ready to worship with a gun. <laughs> but I'm saying, do we view worship as, man, it is something powerful. It is something that can do damage. It is something that can, you know, pull back the enemy— or, uh, and so I want you to think about that. So you have this image. You have this image of, of, the, of this huge battle going on between the military people and the terrorist people, right? Now, I want you to picture me. I want you to picture me joining this battle. And I want you to picture me coming in. And I'm like, all right, guys, I'm ready for action. And, and, you know, someone pulls me aside. The sergeant is and like, Andrew, Andrew, what do you got there? No, no, I, I, don't need, I, don't need your, I don't need your guns. I don't need your grenades. I, I got my weapon right here. Like, what are you going to do with that? You know, you just picture like everyone shooting guns and there's me just bopping people on the head. What do you... I'm going to sweep your face! Clean your kitchen! <laughs> you know, I, I think you all would know that you picture me on the battlefield, I wouldn't last too long. I'd be killed immediately. They'd be like, who's that... You know, like, the terrorist would be like, yo, who's that guy with the broom? I don't know, let's shoot him. And then I'll be done. Because brooms... A broom really can't do much damage in comparison to this gun over here. Now, the thing is, when we think about worship, do we think about worship as powerful as, as, as you know, for instance, if, I, if I'm in the military and I'm in a battle, I say, I need my gun. That My gun is a necessity. My grenades, my, my gear. A, do we view worship as our gear? Do we view worship as, the, as our shield, something that's going to protect us? Or do we view worship tonight as kind of like, it's like a broom, it's... You know, it it could probably break a window. Um, outside of that, it really can't do too much. So we have two we have two two different sides. We have worship being this force that 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 does amazing things, or we have worship as being something that just doesn't you know that kind of gets some stuff done. I guess it cleans the kitchen. Katie will be happy with that. <laughs> and the thing is, <laughs> that's Katie laughing. If you're wondering, guys, she's very nice. You bought me goldfish today. Um, but in all seriousness, when we think about worship, the problem is tonight that we think almost that like worship is kind of like, we, we treat it like a broomstick. Like it really can't do too much. And and, I, and that's not any of our faults. It's just that's why we're kind of going through this. And that's why I want to revisit it tonight, that worship is is extremely powerful. But see, the, the problem here tonight and this is going to be on the screen, is this. The way we view worship will determine our success in the battles that we face in our lives. That the way that we look at worship, if we look at worship as powerful as something that God can use in our lives, man, then we're going to see great things happen. But if we look at it as, well, it's just a broomstick and it's not going to do much, then it's not going to do much. That is, it is extremely important because in life, guys, we're going to have battles. There's going to be things that, that aren't going right. There's going to be things that, that are messed up. And there's going to be situations that are so screwed up in our lives. They're, they're gonna, these battles will happen. But if we truly understand what worship is tonight and, and realize why God put it in our life and why God gave us worship and God, why God commands us to worship, when we truly understand these things, man, we're going to be able to get through these, these situations and be able to, to, to move forward in an extremely awesome way. So tonight it is crucial. And what's on the line is this. If we don't understand what worship is, then we're going to be like that guy on the battlefield with the broom. Open, vulnerable. Destined to lose. But guys, tonight, if we if we if we understand the power that, that that is in this and we and we really grasp it, then we'll see awesome things happen. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna look at two guys in the Bible who kind of live this out because it's a lifestyle. It's not something we just do in here. So we're gonna be able to discover all the aspects, and we're gonna get into it. Maybe you're a little confused. Well, how's their power in worship? We're gonna get into that. Um, but if you guys have your Bibles, if not, it's going to be on the screen. Acts 16 is where we're kind of going here. Verse 22. And we have some, a um, little background information first. So there's Paul and Silas and these are their preachers and they're, they're going around. If you guys know St. Paul, that's him. Um, except he's just Paul. Um, so they're in a, there, are he goes to this town and it's called Philippi and he's in this town and they're preaching. They're doing all their things. Right. And there's this girl that's kind of following around as, um, as they're preaching, and this girl is, has like a spirit in her that can be able to, uh, you know, predict the future. She's almost like a fortune teller or a psychic. And she's following them around as, as they're preaching, and she's shouting at them. So I want you to picture this. Imagine you guys get off your bus, and I'm standing there on your front lawn yelling at you. Um, you get in the car. I, I get in my car. I follow you. You go to the grocery store. I'm yelling. So everywhere these guys went, she was kind of yelling. And these guys are, the mo- are servants of the Most High God. And after a while, it got really annoying. So Paul just turns around and says, in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And he tells the spirit to leave this girl. So all of a sudden the girl loses her psychic ability. And so since she was a slave girl, the guys that were in charge of her were pretty upset. They were, they were not happy because that's how they made money. They used this girl and she would tell your future and they would, they would count the cash and have a good day. Um, so they were furious. So what they do is they get, they get, the, they get the law people, okay, at the time. And... Um, they, they, they start this huge, like, this, this huge fiasco, this huge brawl. And that's where we pick it up in this story. And you may be saying, well, how is this going to relate to worship? Don't worry, we'll get there. So in, in Acts 16, verse 22, it says this, the crowd rose up together against them. So there's a crowd of people. And the chief magistrates tore their robes off them and proceeded to order them to be beaten with rods. All right, so you're just like preaching one moment. The next minute, your clothes are getting ripped off. You're getting beaten up. doesn't sound like a good day. Um, when they had struck them with many blows... They threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. And he, having received such a command, threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in stocks. It's not a way how I want to spend my Saturday. Geez. Now, 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 I just kind of want to give you guys an imagery. The stocks that their feet were fastened, there's going to be a picture up there, um, it was not something comfortable. Um, th- that they were sitting, they were arched over, And I would like to say that's my cousin, but it's not. It's some random girl on the internet. (laughs) But see, here's the thing. Don't let her smile um, mislead you, because if we beat her with rods thoroughly, she would not be smiling, and that would not be comfortable. Um, And and why are you saying that? Well, because that's what they did to Paul and Silas. So Paul and Silas are whipped and beaten, like, it said thoroughly. Like... Many blows, like many hits. We're not talking about like one or two times. We're talking about like they beat them severely. And then they have to sit in these things where their legs and the circulation gets cut off in their legs. And uh, you, you could take that smiling girl off the stage. Um, she's not on there with me, but she's on the screen. Um, and, and here's the thing. I want to kind of give you a little bit more imagery. Now, when we say jail, okay, we're not thinking about the jail cell that we see in like, you know, those, those family shows when the guys get in trouble and they're in the jail cell and there's guys in there against the wall and they have all the teared off stuff. We're not talking about that stuff. What we're talking about is more like a dungeon. We're talking about like a, a place that is smelly, a place that is dark, damp. There's no um, way to remove waste. So that means that these guys are, are beaten. They're sitting in socks, stocks. And they're covered in, like, duty. Like, like, like there's no way to ventilate the, the stuff out of there. So that's the spot that they're in. They're not, like, in a nice jail cell with a toilet and having a good old time. They're, they're, they're stuck in these stocks in a smelly, dark place. So that's where we kind of come into. And if we think about this, um, what is our first reaction if, if, when we get into trouble like that? See, like, when something bad in our life, when we get in a very uncomfortable position in life with whatever it may be, what is our first reaction? Isn't our first reaction to get mad, to, to get upset, to start to curse? I mean, I mean, if they cursed in that situation, hey, I, I wouldn't blame them. If they were, like, freaking out and yelling and screaming, I'd imagine that. I mean, that's not—you know, who wants to sit in duty after you got beaten? You know, not me. Um, you know, so what is when we get in these in these situations in our life, the first thing that we do is freak out. Well, we try to plan. We try to figure things out. We try to say like, well, you know, she hurt me like this, so I'm going to hurt her like that or or I'm not going to respond to him. And I'm going to just let him sit there in the text, you know, not text him back for hours. And we start to think of these stupid plans that we can do in order to get back or in, or in order to get back what we thought we lost or whatever's not going right to try to set it straight. And that's our first reaction. That's you and I. But look what these two guys do. They do something that we can, that we can learn um, how to live a lifestyle worship through. And this is what happens. Um, verse 25. But about midnight, Paul and Silas were, were praying and singing hymns of praise to God and the prisoners were listening to them. <laughs> singing in a dungeon. I, I can imagine, you know, being those other prisoners sitting there like tied up and sitting in doo-doo. You're not going to hear... You're not going to hear singing in a dungeon. Dungeons are dark. Like it's, we're not talking about jail, so we're talking about this dark. And and they're, and they're just listening to them. I, I can imagine they're almost in shock. Like, why are these people singing? So, you know, tonight maybe maybe you say, you know, I, I to be honest, Andrew, I think it's kind of unfair that God commands us to worship Him. You know, He's He's bigger than us. He He created everything. You know, it's almost like. You know, if, if I were to pull out a gun and say, worship me, you're going to worship me because I'm stronger than you in that moment, right? And you say, that well, that, that's unfair. You know, and maybe tonight that's, that you're thinking, like, it, it is kind of unfair why God commands us to do that. And here these poor guys are suffering, and they're, they're worshiping God like that? See, and the thing is that, that we need to understand is that God doesn't need our worship. That God is perfect in of himself. He doesn't need humans to be like, oh, you're great, you're great. So he can be like, oh, I'm great, I feel better now. He doesn't need that. So that that, that brings that makes me question well, well then why is God so happy when we worship him? If he's perfect and he's all set and things are good, then why does he get, why does he get happy, the fact that we worship him? I, as I was kind of reading about this, something kind of struck me that I thought was amazing was that um, I found out that most mental illnesses start from extreme self-centeredness. That most Illness, mental illness has come from people being so consumed with themselves and so consumed with their problems and issues that they just implode mentally and they just get, they get unhealthy. That, that being self-centered is, is unhealthy. And what God's doing here is saying, listen, I'm commanding you to worship me, not because I need it, but because it's for you. Because when you worship me, you're focused on the one thing that's going to bring healing. You're focused on the one thing that's going to pull you through. And like Ryan was talking about last week, it's the knife that cuts through. Worship is the knife that cuts through the hard times and the hurt in our life. That God made worship for us. So so Paul and and Barnabas, Barnabas, Paul and Silas. Okay, Barnabas is hanging out somewhere else at that time. Um, He's having a good time. Paul and Silas, I'm sorry, um, they understood this. And they're saying, listen, we need to focus on the one thing that's going to heal us in this situation. That's going to change our life. So, guys, what we can take from this is a, tr- is a true worshiper, someone who, who wants to worship, doesn't wait until it feels right. You know, like, like we're not, you know, obviously if I hit you in the face with a rod and said, hey, let's worship, you wouldn't be too happy, right? Um, I wouldn't be. But a true worshiper says, you know what? They realize that worship is not a feeling, but worship is a choice. And right now, these guys are beaten. They're hurt. And they're saying, you know what? We choose to worship. And, and, and now we're going to see what happens in the result of that. So they're worshiping. They're singing. The, the the people are listening to them. And this is what happens in verse 26. And suddenly, there came a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison house were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. So this this, this huge Earthquake comes, breaks all the doors open, the chains, the, the stocks open up. All this crazy stuff happens. God shows up. God, God comes into their situation. Now, now, why is that? See, when we praise God, that, that praise is the vehicle or praise is the bridge that brings God's presence and God's power into our circumstances so that things can change, so that things won't remain the same. See, and, and God has given us this gift so we can be able to tap into that. So guys, when we're standing here and we're singing and, and all that stuff, it's more than that because we're, we're not, we're not singing like, you know, like, um, like a no, we're not singing that because that, that doesn't do anything. <laughs> Sweet. Um, we're singing to a God that's, that's on the other end, hearing our call, hearing, you know, I, I was just listening to a whole bunch of worship songs this week. Um, and a lot of the, the songs of the people that we really respect and worship, they're always talking about like, God, come down. You know, God, come here. God, give us your spirit. You know, God, come change. God, bring, the, bring the, your light and, and get rid of the darkness. You know, that's, that's everything that we sing about. And we're singing that from our hearts that, 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 that amazing things happen. And that's why, like, throughout the Bible, throughout history, you have the Israelites. And what the Israelites would do is they would put the worshipers in front of their battles. And when the enemies were attacking, they said, all right, all right. It's almost like you put Ryan and I on our plane and ship us to Iraq, and we have our guitars out, and, and we're the first people you see on, on there. That, that's, that, that's what they would do. That's what Israelite, the Israelites did. They sent a whole, full band out. And what happens is they, they won, and they were a powerful nation. But why did they not, why aren't they powerful today? Because they stopped worshiping, because they, they stopped following God. They stopped asking, you know, um, God, come down. God, give us your power. God, give us your strength. They, they stopped doing that, and they traded the gun, in a sense, and they took up the broom that can't really do much. A life of victory is one that is lived praising God. And when we come into this room, we're doing battle. Like great things can happen in this room. We have a saying here at the church, and it's, and it's this. It's, it's, have you looked at the news lately? Um, and, and what we mean by that is, um, as much as we believe in God, we believe that there is an enemy. There is a devil on the other end of that. And um, the reason why we say, have you looked at the news lately, is because when you see the evil that takes place in this world, you have to say there is something beyond humans that's doing that it's obviously not God. So maybe tonight, if you don't believe in that, I just, again, I challenge you, just look at the news and you'll see. You know, maybe you'll believe like we do. Um, but for those of you that, that are struggling right now and you feel like, man, the enemy is really attacking me. Some of us are getting our butts handed to us, man. In all seriousness, like the, some of the struggles in our life, some of the things, maybe our anger, maybe it's, it's, it's our lust, it's our greed, it's our you know, jealousy, it's our gossiping. Man, we realize that we have a mouth and we're hurting people with it. And, and maybe you realize that tonight and you're like, man, I... I'm just this terrible person you maybe might feel like. But we know what God is saying. Listen, as you worship me, you're calling my presence to come in and to shake the foundation of your life. And be able to give you power to be able to get through this. Then when we praise God, we neutralize the power of the devil, of the enemy, of temptation. Paul and Silas, they realize that and and they're, they're starting to see great things. And we'll just continue here. And verse 27 says As When the jailer awoke and saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword out and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice saying, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. See, that what would happen is if everyone escaped, the jailer was in charge of watching these guys, and if they escaped, he would have been executed. He would have been tried, he would have been embarrassed, and he would have been executed publicly. And the jailer was like, I don't want to deal with that. And he's ready to kill himself. You know what Paul does? Paul could have got up. He could have took all the other guys. Let's go. You know, these guys have wronged us. But Paul, Paul takes it a step further than singing. He says, you know, I'm going to show mercy on this guy because God has, Christ has shown mercy on me. Even though that guy deserved to be killed, I guess even though that, yeah, that we, we wouldn't have blamed Paul if you ran out of there because he was in there, you know, he was just doing good and, and they threw him in jail. Paul says, no, 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 we're here. Don't kill yourself. Verse 29 says, and he called for lights and rushed in and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And after he brought them out, he said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Guys, the jailer, had an experience and it was this, that he saw and heard their worship. He saw the way that they loved and the way they lived. And he was moved by that. And he wanted to change his life. And he fell at the feet of these guys and said, guys, help me change. And they shared the gospel with him and and him and his whole family found this new hope when they could have just kept it to themselves. Guys, it is important to know that when we're in this room and we're singing our hearts out in this room, that's great. But when we walk outside of these doors, that it's also how we live too. That we can't sing one thing. We sing about mercy and how God showed us all this mercy, but then we have no mercy with our friends and family. And guys, and as we live this lifestyle, guys, God gives us the strength to do it. Like Ryan was talking about last week, God gives us the strength through worship. That is a powerful tool. A life of victory is one praising God. And that's what I just want you guys to take away tonight. And maybe you're saying to yourself, "Well, Andrew, that, that's a cute little story, you know, that happened 2,000 years ago. That's great, um, but what about today? Because I really don't see that. I don't see this place shaking." I was reading a story actually. Um, there was this church out in California, and they were they were known for their worship and how it did like crazy things. When I say crazy things, I mean just changing lives and stuff that the police department actually contacted them and said, listen, listen, can you do your, whatever you do, can you do that in, uh, in, in these really troubled neighborhoods? So this church said, yeah, and they put on block parties and they, and they um, I think they, they gave out hot dogs and shirts and they preached the gospel and they, wor- they had a whole worship band and they just worshiped their hearts out in these, this area with, with murderers and, and, and drug lords and all this crime going on. They did it for three weekends. At the end of the month, crime dropped, I think about 90%. Most of the people got up and just left. the The drug lords and the murders just got up and moved. And these peep, this church ended up working, um, working with um, the, the police department for five years. Now the police department, you know, forget about it. if you if you if I worked as a police officer and said, "Hey, let me tell you about God," I, I would get in trouble because you're not supposed to share religion, I'm guessing. Um, so yet, it's that's amazing that this, that this secular organization would say, hey, hey, listen, we recognize you, that there's something going on, and we want in on this, that this is happening today. And most importantly, let, let's bring it from California, let's bring it to right in this room, that right in this room, as we had worship times, and that, that, that people who had um, sickness were healed during worship, as they were just singing. And it was nothing weird, it was nothing crazy, nothing like you see on, on TV with people flipping out on the floor, it's kind of weird. Um, it was just that someone was raising their hands and and they just felt like god was just saying i'm healing you They just felt that in their heart and they they felt warm And um, they went to the doctor the next day and they had I think they had zero blood count Um zero i'm, sorry white blood cell count whatever it was, you know, the doctor looks at them and was like you you're healed You know, so like worship The power of that is still going on today and the mistake tonight, the mistake, if you don't get anything, don't get, then get this, okay? Worship is powerful. More powerful than I probably even know. I don't even know what I'm talking about. That's how powerful it is. So guys, when we're in here and we're singing and we're, we kind of walk out of these, these walls and we're living our lives, guys know that as we live lives of worship, that awesome things will happen, that God has given this, given us this as a tool to be able to get through the really hard times. So guys, there's two experiences that we can have. We can have earthquake experiences. We can have experience where we pray and we say, God, you know, um, we're worshiping, you know, with everything that we are. We're singing our songs, we're praying. And then God comes in, shakes the foundation of our life, completely changes our situations. Our circumstances change. Things change. That could be one experience for you tonight. Or we can have experience like the jailer. Where when we're when worshiping God, God changes the, our heart. As God changes our heart, then we're able to deal with our circumstances in a different way. But there is power tonight in these things. Maybe tonight you're just like I'm not really excited about singing, but would you be would you be inspired tonight that there is there it's beyond singing? There's no, there's power in what we do here that even you may be so honest to say God I hate singing help me to like it God help me to to just allow you to move to move me and excite me in this area and, and even God you know help me to live a life that 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 worships you and that honors you and i'm just going to give you guys some practical examples as we close guys when when you choose to praise God when you don't feel like it man that's worship and for my guys in the room when when you, when you say, you know what, I'm not going to look at that girl lustfully. I'm, I'm going to respect her. I'm going to honor her. That, guys, that's worship. When we choose to, instead of tear someone down with our words and build them up, guys, that's worship. When, when we when we kind of forget about ourselves sometimes and, and just say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to worry about this person's needs. Guys, that's worship. that it's, it, it is beyond singing. that there, There's two sides to this coin tonight. So I want you to know that, that there is huge power when we're in this room. And when we go into the next worship set in just a few seconds, when I say second, I mean a couple of minutes. Um, man, that there is power in these times. That the, we, don't, we don't just sing songs for the heck of it. Because if that was the case, we might as well not do it. But guys, it's, it's something we, we allow God to come into our circumstances when we sing our hearts out. But also on the other end of things, when we live it out, man, we allow God to, to work through us, to be able to be the light unto others so that other people can, can experience hope. So I just want you guys to get this, that a life of victory is one, praising God. That's simple. That as we praise him in, in, in how we sing, as we praise him in how we live, that we're gonna experience victory. Let's just pray together tonight. God, we thank you, Lord, that you've given us this tool. God, that you've given us something that can help us get through trouble. Something that can help us get through these battles in our life. God, we thank you that you're a God that cares about us. That cares about our needs. That cares about our desires. God, we thank you that you want to use this, Lord, this, this, this uh, worship lifestyle in us, God, to be able to do awesome things. Lord, to see our situations change, to see our hearts changed, to see us move forward in this life when things are hard and even when things are good. God, I pray that you would show us tonight, that, you, like, as we sang before, that you would unveil our eyes to show us, Lord, how important this is that we wouldn't just kind of put it off to the side, but we'd realize that there's power in what we do in in these next couple of minutes tonight. That there's power when we declare the truths of your name. So Lord, we thank you tonight. We thank you for this, this, this tool, God, that helps us, that you love us tonight. Just show us more of what this means. Just pray this in your name, God. Amen if you're not a Christian tonight or you're kind of new to this Christianity thing, maybe you thought that worship was just in order just something that we do to be able to um, get God's attention or get God's favor. Um, and the cool thing tonight is that we don't have to worry about getting God's favor that, that Jesus came and and he died for us um, and he paid for our sin. He paid for the things that we've done wrong and even the things that we will do wrong. And that there was a, there was a bridge that he built that, that connected creator and the created. So tonight, God is just calling you onto himself. He's just saying, listen, I don't care what you've done or or what you did, but I just want you to come to me. And and, and that that worship is not something that that we need to do because we're afraid of God, but worship is something that can help us in in this life. So I just want to encourage you tonight that, that if you really feel kind of far from God, that you don't have to feel far from God because God is reaching out to you now. And as we sing these next couple of songs, I'll just encourage you maybe just to, to just start talking to him. Start a conversation. God, show me you're real. God, show me more about this. And, and even that, that as we have our prayer time later tonight, that you would just come up and maybe you know at talk to one of us. We would love to just encourage you and, and kind of point you in the right direction. For those of you tonight who who understand in a sense what worship is, I, I just encourage you guys to really as just abandon yourselves as we as the name of this song is called abandon that you would really um just put aside your distractions, put aside the things that are worrying you, and realize that there is true power in this in these times. That, they, that we're not wasting our time singing that we're not doing this just to hype you guys up, but it, there's something there's something real that's happening tonight. So let's just all stand together and let's just just go into this next time with just expecting that God wants to bring healing. God wants to bring um, hope. God wants to change your heart, change your situations. Let's just sing together and let's just really expect awesome things.